You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast. Launch date the 28th of February 2021. Looking for fun. They know us. Are you there? Moonbase Alpha? Well, that's not what I was expecting. Who can it be? It's definitely coming from that planet. Well, this is a whole bunch of weird. Well, I'm Benji Clifford, he's ah, Nick yes. Briggs, and we're True. still heading off into space this week with Space 1999. Oh. That's right, Jerry Anderson's epic sci-fi adventure TV series that is uh, reimagined for audio drama. Mm-hmm. Yes, and our release of the pilot episode Breakaway, it got great reviews back in 2019, and now we're back with the first box set of adventures. Last week's podcast featured the first episode, The Siren Call, and this week we focus on a classic episode reimagined, Death's Other Dominion. We go behind the scenes and give you a special drama tease of the first 15 minutes. Yes, absolutely free. And of course, along the way, we'll be doing a bit of delving. That's right. Firstly, into the latest reviews. Then we'll be talking about Torchwood, Three Monkeys. And secondly, it's into your email. Send to podcast at bigfinish.com. And of course, we'll be offering you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. What a bargain! So, I like this cue here that just says, it just says Nick and there's nothing. It's just, just Nick nothing sits in here. silence. <laughs> I tell you what I wanted to talk about. It's uh, there's been a little bit of controversy recently about oh, contro- re- recasting. <laughs> so I always do that. The alarm, isn't but, it? Uh, recasting of uh, old Doctor Who characters. Yes. Uh, so I just wanted to say something that people won't be surprised to hear me say, which is that I think it's a perfectly valid thing to do and and loads of people like it as well and because what we're doing is kind of joining in with the fun that's the idea you know reliving some of that incredible old Doctor Who that you know really I suppose before wasn't possible because the the actors have sadly passed now there there's been a very small minority of people who have found this completely unacceptable and I respect your point of view. If you don't like uh, the idea of the third Doctor being played by someone else, I I think that's absolutely fine. I can I can understand that. And if I weren't doing it, maybe I would have more of a, a problem with it and think, oh, is it authentic or not? But we're trying to make it all as authentic as possible. And we're doing it out of love. What I'm here to say is that the suggestion that we're doing it out of some cynical money-grabbing motivation or that the people who, like me, enjoy it are somehow mentally deficient and unable to appreciate it themselves. That's what I'm here to object to. I think it's fine. I think it's absolutely fine for you not to like it. Of course it is. It's not up to me to give you permission to have your point of view. You've got your point of view and that's that's good for you. But don't tell the other people that they're, well, I can't say what some of you have been saying online because it's really rude and obscene. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, using bad language about it, I've, I think is completely unacceptable. I mean, it's fine for you and your mates to talk about it wherever you want to talk about it and be rude. I mean, we're all rude about people privately, but don't go online and start intimidating people and insulting them and attributing motives to me and Big Finish, which aren't true. That we're not we're not doing these things as a sort of you know people like using this awful phrase cash grab. We're doing it because we loved it. If we were sensible, <laughs> we would go and do something else far more profitable. We're doing it because we love it and we want to join in with the celebration of you know our favourite program. Well, if um, I can just say as well, yeah. um, you know, one thing at the moment, um, both uh, you and I, Nick, we're working on on a third Doctor yeah, story. Yeah, it's my and favourite it's, thing. <laughs> and it's a late. Well, this is the thing. It is a labour of love for both of us. We're both really fond of that time in Doctor Who. Obsessive about it. Some mm. might mm. say, you know, and and we talk about it, and we sit there about, it and we're discussing about these tiny creative details that b- bring us joy. We're sitting there thinking. 
you know, I'm there saying, oh, I've, I've tried to replicate uh, the sounds of, of the lab from, you know, the Silurians and, <laughs> yeah, and all yeah. this, and tiny details like that. So, you know, to, to everybody that's worried about it, honestly, we, we are doing it because we love it and we care about it and we want to celebrate that time in, in Doctor Who, which is so special to us and so yes. special to, to other people as well. Um, and in fairness, I th- I really think most people get it. And certainly, you know, more and more people have been getting into the Third Doctor uh, adventures that we've been releasing, especially when they heard um, uh, Tim Trelaw's performance in Legacy of Time. There was a real upsurge of interest in the Third Doctors there. I know I'm not one of those people who's going to say, oh, it's what they would have wanted or whatever. I mean, for me, that's ludicrous. You can't say that about someone who's passed about what they would have wanted. How can you possibly know? How how would, you know, but I would say this, a lot of these people who we've recast, you know, I knew them quite well. I didn't know John Pertwee well, but I certainly knew him to talk to and had uh, many interactions with him over the years. And Liz Sladen, I knew pretty well. And, uh, Nicholas Courtney, you know, I I knew very well indeed. And I I wouldn't do anything that was disrespectful. Oh, and also Carrie John, you know, who plays Liz Shaw. I'm really good chums with her and we'd work together a lot. And I I don't, you know, I wouldn't do anything that would uh, blemish their memory, you know, because I've got such huge respect for them and affection for them all. Uh, I know that that won't reassure people who just think it's a bad and wrong idea. And as I say, that's fine. But, you know, I I feel what I would ask of you is to accept that other people genuinely believe that it's a good idea. And I genuinely believe it's a good idea. I'm not doing out of cynicism. And that's the suggestion that I frankly resent to say that we're doing it cynically, that we don't really like it. We're just cashing it. And that is that is really not true. That's what I'm here to tell you. And please, you know, there are other people who don't agree with you, but don't be horrible to them. It's just awful polarizing behavior, I think. And if you do go on the Big Finish Facebook page and you do use obscene language and you are insulting to other people, then you will be blocked, you know, because that's spoiling everyone's fun. Um, Just be hopefully. kind. Be kind. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, hopefully that's, go on that. Yeah. I mean, by all means, express your view and say this isn't for me, and I'm, I'm surprised other people like it. Well, that's all fine to say things like that, but don't accuse people of just being fools for liking it. That's just insulting, and it's fools is not the words that you, some well, of if, you use. If there's so. one thing you know that I think about Doctor Who in general is that you know people have so many different opinions and different views on what Doctor Who is and a lot of them stem from the time they watch Doctor Who. Some some people think that Doctor Who is William Hartnell and the second that Patrick Troughton came in, this show wasn't the same. Some other people think that you know, oh Doctor Who is, is all the stuff in the books after you know the the, yeah. the Virgin novelizer that's yes. that's really that's my Doctor Who Doctor Who's different so just because you, you might not be up for the idea and it's it's a deeply personal thing I totally understand yes. it for somebody else they might have been waiting for that they might have been really wishing that they could hear some more adventures in that time that they love so just let other people love it and if you don't like it just don't don't listen to it at the end of the day because there's plenty of things in in all of of stuff you know all different fandoms that you might say i don't know if if i i want to to interact with this or because it's it's not something that i you know i'm not that keen on it's not a concept that i yeah look at all the expanded universe star wars is a great example there's there's a there's an expanded star wars spin-off for virtually everything now it doesn't mean that you have to sit and engage with it if you don't like it um you can just sit and say you know a new hope is the only star wars well just star wars is is <laughs> is the only film for me and that's cool but somebody else they might just really it might be exactly what they've been waiting for so yeah, just exactly. give people a chance just you know just be nice that's all really and it's just, there's no cynicism it's just love and enthusiasm it really is you know I, that's, that's why i do everything i do really and I'll, just to, to kind of, you know, one more thing, Nick, hmm. uh, I just want to say is that the thing to remember about Big Finish is people think that we're like a, a huge company and it's all corporate and we, we've got a, a massive, you know, a huge tower block where we, <laughs> we conduct these shady meetings about all the... But no, it's not. We're just a bunch of people that love 
we love making audio drama we love telling stories we love doctor who we love all the programs we make and we deeply care about it and you'll find that the people that work on these things and are making these decisions go home and will then sit and put on the silurians in their spare time they'll sit and watch you know they'll sit there and, and obsess over the you know the unit dating conspiracy and, and, and all of that you know, that, well, that blows all, my mind i can't do that but, but you know th- this is this is who we are so we, we yeah. do it we do it absolutely out of love because it's just that's our thing you know some people love classic cars some people love uh ancient hungarian recipes for coffee uh, i don't know if they know that's a thing but some people do we just love we just love doctor yeah Hume. yeah so. and also i sp- i would like to mention the, the people who are acting in these things like tim trelaw as the third doctor and john colshaw as uh the brigadier lethbridge stewart uh, and got, Sadie, we've got Sadie and Miller Daisy. And, and Daisy, yeah. yeah, who, yeah. Who, for them, imagine how scary. Sorry to, to, to jump in. That's imagine right. how scary it is for them to the going in there and they're actually having to to play their parents, which is a really deeply personal thing, probably well, slightly strange thing, and it's a lot to live up to. And they've and, both embraced it, you know. They're, they're both After, fantastic. Uh, they're both, both lovely natu- people. Yeah, lovely people, and, and naturally tentative to start with, and feeling their way with it. But just it's one of the, the exciting things for me is to see the the growing momentum and confidence in what they're doing, and likewise with Tim and John as well. And and John, you know, Colshaw, you know, loves Doctor Who so much and mentioned to me about doing The Brigadier years and years before we thought it was appropriate to do. And, you know, that little seed got buried in my mind to the point where I completely forgot about it. And we were trying all sorts of casting. And then suddenly we thought, hold on a minute, didn't John Colshaw say he'd really love to do this? And then we listened to his Brigadier, as I've said before, and just, you know, so there's a lot of love coming from the people doing it as well. And um, I suppose that when we read comments like that, it just, I suppose it just makes us feel a bit foolish and that you know and disappointed that something we love is being so viciously um and unpleasantly disagreed with you know it's fine for someone I, to me i don't mind someone saying that's oh, not for me really that's it but it's the level of insulting behavior which is just awful. just being nasty to people other people really who might be enjoying it. It's just just yeah, as someone likes really, it and you don't doesn't mean you trying don't have to make to... other people feel stupid for liking something. It's just a. I don't know why people behave like that. Perhaps perhaps um, those of you who do behave like that, and thankfully there are mercifully few of you, um, and possibly none of you are listening to this podcast. <laughs> hopefully, um, but maybe you could have a think about that and ask yourself why you have to try and spoil it for other people. What what that gives you. Does that make you feel good in any way? Hmm. Interesting. It's a bit heavy. I'm so sorry. I was going to say it's like it feels like you know when um, when a headmaster comes in and says it's like a assembly and says, "Well, I hope you're all satisfied." In all the years of teaching here at Saint Smithen's School, I have to say you are the worst year group I have ever encountered in all my years. Everybody's sitting there like. What's going on? Oh my God! No. My favourite one that happened with me at school like that, and I will shut up after this, is when there'd been a bit of at my school there'd been a bit of obscene graffiti, and and the deputy headmaster came in in his big gown and everything. We we're only at a comprehensive school; he really had ideas above his station. <laughs> I don't think he was wearing a mortarboard, but I think he wanted to, and he opened this big book, huge dictionary of profanity. And, uh, and he started to read out all the rudest words in the English language in a kind of what's so clever about that way. <laughs> we just, I mean, it was just absolutely hilarious. And he was like reading out, you know, a rude word and then he would go on to the plural of it as well. And when he said <laughs> the plural, his eyebrows would raise as if to say, or you could say that, you know. <laughs> it was just, I thought, I don't, whatever you're trying to achieve here, mate, it's it's not working because it's having the opposite effect. I think that it whoever's backfired. doing the graffiti <laughs> can't wait to get out there and write some of these words down that they'd never heard of before. Some new words to add to it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know I that one. It's people literally taking notes in their little homework diaries. Brilliant, you know? <laughs> yeah. Mr. So-and-so, he likes that word. <laughs> Um, dear oh dear well there we go just you know that's honestly just us speaking from the heart there it's not meant to be a lecture but you know we just we just want we just want to just felt the need to say it but yeah, this um this podcast is now running to three hours 
three hours long. <laughs> but it's all right anyway. So, you know, around about this time, normally, uh, we yes. dip into the, the latest review. So why don't we do that? As promised, we're talking about Tortured Three Monkeys by James Goss and starring Bern Gorman and Tom Price. A man like that with so much money, so many influential friends, they think they're untouchable. Good news, Plod. You and I are going to take him down. Shall we get started? From Big Finish Productions, Torchwood, The Three Monkeys. Right now, we're the luckiest men alive on the planet. We're also being hunted by armed killers and won't see the morning. Yeah, there is that. Get out of there. Get out of there. Andy. Anyway, if my Andy. boss is about to do something stupid, it's fine because you tell me, right? So. Right, okay. you're about to do something stupid. Do not open it. Do not open it. Turn around. Get out. Come it on. Andy. What is it? Andy. Project Liquidate. We're ready. Oh, Andy, I'm sorry. Good thing they keep shooting at you. Big finish. We love stories. Owen, put the monkey down. There we go. Just go to bigfish.com, type three monkeys into the search pane. Not two gorillas, but three monkeys. <laughs> uh, and you put that at the top, uh, and you will be able to catch up with this very special release. So, first up then, this is uh, from Kyle from DoctorWhoReviews.net. It says... Um, the Three Monkeys unquestionably makes the most of its two charismatic leads. Big Finish has already proven time and time again that yes. Torchwood is one of its standout ranges. Definitely. It's another strong and confident outing that shows that there is no sign of it slowing down anytime soon. Yeah, nice, nice. Cultbox.co.uk, and this is Rich Cross speaking. It's, it's not Poor Cross, he's a Rich Cross. There's fun to be had. But that's just such a dad joke, I'm so sorry. There's fun to be had. I am a dad, it's fine. There's fun to be had spotting Goss's quiet nods to the trio's proverbial principle, hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil, threaded throughout the story, Four stars, I think that is, out of five, yeah. Or yeah, that's a four out of five there. Not out of 17. Yeah, it's, no, it's actually it's actually five stars and just one of them's white and the rest are, are, are a different colour. It's just a different colour scheme. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, this one here is badwilf.com. <laughs> Mar Martin Havel uh, says, Doctor, uh, Doctor Wood, Torchwood, the three monkeys, once again shows that Torchwood on Big Finish is Torchwood at its very best. I say, that's outrageous. Thank you. Uh, WarpedFactor.com, Tony Filer. <laughs> uh -huh, son of Bill Filer. Bill Filer. Bill Filer. Doctor, <laughs> I'm trying to be American. Is that okay? I'm afraid not. It's not very convincing. No, um, James not. Goss. <laughs> If I'm quite hysterical. James Goss is one of those writers you can rely on to give you good fun for your money and usually to use it as a carrier medium for deeper, meaningful points as you go from one end of his stories to another without ever weighing you down unnecessarily. Very true. Try The Three Monkeys for a compassion-fueled romp with dreams, aspirations, a solid dose of self-realisation and a monkey. You know it's what your days have been missing. Oh, nice one, Tony. Well, on Thanks, Twitter, Gobbleness, Rainbow's Space Mall uh, says, I just finished Torture of the Three Monkeys from Big Finish by Goss Jam, that's James Goss, Bern Gorman and Tom Price, or Price Tom on Twitter. Price um, Tom. And they are absolutely one of my favourite Torchwood duos. They made me laugh out loud multiple times. Ah. It's hilarious, but soulful and thought-provoking. I loved every single second. Uh, and at Woody Elliott, everyone, every single second, and some of the multiple ones. Uh, uh, at Wood Elliott says the Three Monkeys is just beautiful character work with great commentary on the computers that ruin the lives of the UK post office workers. I love this tortured range too much. 
Nice. Audio Watchdog says Hashtag Torchwood The Three Monkeys by James Goss directed by Scott Hancock is a rollicking buddy comedy with Tom Price and Bern Gorman easily my favourite monthly Torchwood of 20 that's 2020 and maybe mm-hmm. my favourite big finish release of the year Nice. it's like Midnight Run with an evil uh, with an alien monkey who grants wishes <laughs> there we go uh, that's an A plus A plus that's rather back to the old school days they don't give A's and B's and things at school anymore, do they? I don't know. They did when I was there. I'm asking plus, you like you're at school, sorry. B, yes, 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 Mr. Briggs. They don't, they don't, I don't think they do anymore, yeah. Clever. You get an, an E, an E, an F, a U. Uh, A plus what, though? That's what I want to know. Uh, Great Uh, reviews for a great production, I think you'll agree. Uh, We'll be back with Doctor Who Short Trips, The Meaning of Red, next week, under review. Well, coming up soon, we put on our spacesuit. Jump aboard and... Space Fred. Uh, Hello. Hello. Back again with the ill behaviour. There's two Uh, Space Freds now. You can't be Space Fred as well, can you? I'm, 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 I'm Space Fred... With more space than you, but not as much as the other space friend who's oh, yeah. got less than you and Is me. Is there much space in there? Well, not a lot. Uh, it's a bit... <laughs> I don't know where this is going. I think I'm going to take this helmet off. Yeah, well, we're going to just keep it on for the moment because of the length. Uh, jump aboard the Eagle's uh, transporter, head across to Space 1999, Death's Other Dominion, to sample the latest behind-the-scenes info. Uh, but before that, it's. <laughs> I, like, I like it. Before that, I just hit the microphone. That's professional. Uh, it's listeners' emails. That's right. Well, all you have to do, you don't need a space helmet for this. You don't uh, need. You don't need a not. ship. You don't even need a moon. All no. you need is a keyboard and an open mind. And uh, you have to just send your messages to podcast at bigfinish.com. We love an email. I love an email. And if you're lucky, they might get read out. This one here is from Jumana. Um, and the subject of this one is newbie. Dear Nick and Benji. I always like when it says anything that's dear is, is dear. much, you know, to, to Nick and Benji's. Oh, yeah, it goes to us. But dear, dear Nick and Benji. Dear, my Sounds dearest like Nick and Benji, I write to you. With On the day of my, my daughter's heart. wedding, asking for <laughs> forgiveness. You come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. Um, Dan Nicobanji, it's me, the Dan. Um, interestingly enough, my, my godfather is actually from Sicily. I have a Sicilian godfather. There we go. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Hey, you've Sicilian godfather. Um, I just, sorry, I've just gone down a whole rabbit hole here. I am a very, very young listener indeed, having only started watching Doctor Who last year under lockdown at the ripe age of 40. <laughs> Rest assured, I have more than made up for lost time by now. I have not watched telly since I gave it up as a teenager and quite can't quite believe the amount of joy I get out of this show. Hey. Having watched all of the New Who five times in a thoroughly non-linear fashion, <laughs> uh, surely the Doctor approved way, of course, uh, I have now for my sins discovered Big Finish. Oh my God. I am so grateful to you for all uh, all for continuing to tell Doctor Who stories in the true spirit of the series Aww. with so many of our favourite voices and so grateful to those actors who are still game for audio performances. Yeah. I have to say, having no family in this country and not being able to see friends for the last year, I've been really warming myself by the Who family fire Aww. because that's really the vibe this show gives off. A labour of love from a big bunch of friends rather than an impersonal big production. So roll on the stories and podcasts to keep us sane and connected. They slash you are just brilliant. Warm regards and hugs, if that's not too weird. Never too weird for a hug. Jumana from London. P.S. If you ever need a background voice cursing fluently in Arabic... I am well practiced. There we go. <laughs> what an offer! That's a, that, that's that's a wonderfully specific performance. I, I, I love yes. it. Yes. Well, well, we'll bear that in mind. Thank you very much. That was lovely. I love that thing about the uh, warming myself by the Who family fire. That's a really lovely phrase, isn't it? Who family fire? Who family fire? Um, who? Next up, David. Uh, David. David Lever. Just call that. Uh, uh, more Gallifrey, he asks. Dear Bick and Nenji, 
Fairly sure that's right in brackets. He's put. I've been loving all the releases lately, so nothing new there then. The final main range audios have been particularly strong and masterful was incredible. I also really enjoy Gallifrey Time War 4. I know Scott Hancock has finished up his involvement and a big thanks to him for producing such brilliant work. Absolutely second that and third it, frankly. But without giving anything away, will there be any more Gallifrey? Oh, I won't give anything away, but yes. Uh, I think a jump into the new series exploring the hell-bent period, Gallifrey back but hidden Donald Sumter's Rassilon clinging to power by the skin of his sash could have lots of potential. I don't think Donald Sumter wants to play the part anymore actually uh, and now that John Sim is working for you perhaps even looking at the aftermath of the end of time and Sim Masters mutual kicking out maybe before he left he decided to get back in the politics game Lord President Harold Saxon has a ring to it interesting uh, whatever happens I'm sure it'll be great it, it is going to be great and I've been hearing about some of the storylines just the other day actually uh, thanks for keeping us all entertained during lockdowns one through who knows at this point David mm -hmm. Lever put the lever back and finally this one here from Shay S subject of this one is thanks for inspiring a young writer mm. hello Nick and Benji from a listener in the US hello um, hello hello there um, I was catching up on the podcast whilst washing dishes this evening <laughs> hope you make sure you, there's a cup that I think you might have missed just over there, there. Yes. just yeah just keep an eye on it because they do like to move around um, Nick's there brushing his beard with a, a strange brush at the moment. Oh, you don't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> what a lot on earth it is. There's a whole story connected with this brush, but I feel the podcast has gone on long enough. <laughs> um, uh, and the email portion of the show reminded me of an email of my own that I wanted to send to you guys. So now I'm settled in with a cup of cocoa to write this one. Oh. Really, all I want to say is a big thank you to everyone who's been involved with Big Finish throughout the years. I can't quite remember what the very first big finish I listened to was, hmm. but I know it was either Spare Parts, Chimes of Midnight, or Jub Jubilee. Yes, I googled hmm. which stories were the best introductions for new listeners and tried out the three I saw mentioned most often. It's true. They're very, very good ones to get very cracking good, very with. Very good, very good. Very, very good, good indeed, yes. Very good taste, good taste. Good. Um, I've been hooked ever since. Moose Moose Moose. <laughs> moose. <laughs> moose. <laughs> that noise moose makes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that sounded like. Sorry, it's a bit weird. That came out strangely. The moose covered Just a sort in of space chocolate moose. Uh, I'm not a moose. No, nor am I. Most recently, the Gallifrey saga helped pull me through the last year. As I started listening to it right about the time of COVID, first hit my country, and caught up just in time to hear Time War 4 on the day it released. Um, I've, I've long known that I want to be a writer myself someday, but I feel like Big Finish has given me more direction in that dream. Yeah. I was talking to a friend and fellow fan about this just the other day, and I mentioned that there was something so nice about the fact that I can listen to Big Finish Doctor Who stories now and dream of someday writing one of my own without it seeming unimaginably out of reach. Mm. Writing for Big Finish seems far, more, uh, far much more accessible the writing for Star Wars or superhero franchises or even Doctor Who on television and I mean this as a huge compliment to the company even just the short trips competition is one of the coolest opportunities I can think of for young writers looking to prove themselves it's very easy to feel aimless in all the uncertainties clouding our world's future but as I'll hopefully be heading off to study writing at university soon and thought of maybe someday getting to hear a story I've written come to life through my headphones keeps pushing me forward. So again, thank you so much to everyone involved in the creation of all the stories you make for inspiring young fans all over the world in so many different ways for over 20 years now. I wish you all the best and send my good vibes across the pond as you all continue to wrestle with the challenges of lockdown. Sending them right back to you, Shay. Um, Shay S. Ah, well, thank you very much, Shay. Uh, that's it for the emails. Loads of great ones lining up for next time. As you know, this is a Space 1999-tastic podcast. <laughs> Later, we'll be giving you a free drama tease of the first 15 right. minutes of Space 1999, Death's Other Dominion. <gasps> but first, 
Let's go behind the scenes of that story. Ho ho ho. Hello, I'm Nick Briggs and I'm the script editor and director of this box set of Space 1999. How can they be here, this far out on that planet? Maybe the same way we got here. You mean they came through a wormhole too? That's statistically pretty unlikely. Well, however they did it, maybe they know a way back. So we wanted to do a mixture of uh, reimagining of old episodes and creating entirely new episodes. So, for example, we've already commissioned an adaptation of the original episode Earthbound in which Simmons is dispatched for the following box set. And that script is, for me, yet to work on. But in this one, Death's Other Dominion is an adaptation or reimagining, very much a reimagining of the original episode. And then Goldilocks and the Siren Call are entirely new episodes by Andrew Smith. I'm Roland Moore and I wrote deaths of the dominion so who's in danger is it us or someone down there and if it is the neptune crew down there and they're in trouble shouldn't we rescue them so what do you propose we do commander my approach for adapting it to audio was to watch the episode a few times in the story it explores some really big themes such as immortality the consequences of living forever and the trade-off that you have to make. Hello, my name is Mark Bonner and I play Commander John Koenig in Space 1999. Is this what eternity does to a man? Turns him into a psychopath? John, don't antagonise him. The dynamic between Koenig and the other lead characters is a good one I think I mean Koenig's a good leader and he's fair and takes a balanced view on each situation that he encounters so I think uh, they work as a team very well I mean Simmons is the fly in the ointment because he's bombastic and self-assured and actually very insecure because he's out of his depth so I think, you know, Koenig takes him with a pinch of salt and, you know, that's an interesting dynamic as well because uh, he has to employ all of his man management skills <laughs> when dealing with Simmons because Simmons is essentially a senior to him in rank, as, as Simmons likes to constantly remind Koenig. Hello, my name is Maria Teresa Creasy and I play Dr. Helena Russell. I actually think that death's other dominion is well it brings up the idea of immortality and and the price that you would have to pay and would you be willing to pay that price the story itself is fast paced it's interesting and i think it's quite scary because i think it's more psychological you know it's, it's it hits somewhere real my name is susan hingley and i'm playing sandra bennis and the computer voice sandra can we boost our transmissions to them? Now, look, Morrow. We could divert them via our satellites. I like the way Sandra's very professional. I think she's very good at her job and she's very loyal. And she's always there to give answers to the team's questions. And she knows what's going on. She's looking out. She can detect other spaceships or planets. And that's what I like. I feel like... That's very attractive to be a genius or an expert of, of one area. It really takes me, transports me to another a universe. You're Jack Tanner, commander of the Neptune Pro. Yes, I'm Jack. Jack, Jack, Jack. Uh, who are those people? Oh, they died when the probe crashed. What? Just go to bigfinish.com and type space 1999 without the colon because life's like that to find all our great space colon 1999 releases. Who knew websites couldn't cope with punctuation? What a marvellous modern world we live in. Don't forget, we'll be drama teasing you with the first 15 minutes of Space 1999 Death's Other Dominion very soon. But now... <laughs> Yes, it's the Randomoid Selectron where we give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. What is it? Release the hounds. 4.4 Doctor Who Death Match. Death Match. This has got to be uh, one you'll be familiar with, Nick, uh, as the director of this one. 
Yes, it's um, a fourth Doctor one, isn't it? Did you say it that? It certainly is. Fourth Death Doctor match. with Louise Jameson it's as Leela, John Leeson as K9. It's got the, uh, hasn't it got the Rocket Men in it or something? Or maybe it hasn't. It's got the, it's got the Master in this one, Jeffrey the Beavers. Master. Uh, yes. Castrella, Marshall, the Red Knight, and Vargrave. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, this is, um, yeah. This is part ah, of. Ah, this continues from Doctor Who Requiem for the Rocket Men. There yeah. we go. I thought it was part of a sort of sequence of stories. Yeah, and Susan Brown in it as well. I love Susan Brown. Brilliant. And Jeffrey Beavers as the master. Always a joy. Oh, it's a brilliant one. I really enjoyed uh, directing this. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, The Fourth Doctor Adventures. It's Marshall here, Doctor. I need your help. Leela's... She's missing. What? It is an honour to meet you. Huntmaster. Your knight excels at my contest. Is this a private death match or could anyone join in? Once you're up there, it's kill or be killed. No one's beaten the master's champion. I'm afraid in the death match there can be only one winner. So why am I still alive? We shall see how you fare when set against your friends, Doctor. Kill or be killed. The only rule of the death match. Doctor Who, death match. Uh, so it's twenty-five percent off for that, uh, and the way you get it is that you go to bigfinish.com, and um, you can find the podcast on the home page. Actually, if you just whoosh down to the middle, it's there, or you can click the podcast tab at the top or click the audiobooks tab and then find the Big Finish podcasts as a range and the Big Finish podcast on Toby Haydokes who's rounder then you click Big Finish podcast and there you will find the latest podcast you click on it and there's some text underneath it and as part of the text it says the randomoid selectron also features offering you a 25% reduction on the selected release just click here and enter the offer code. What is the offer code, Benji? It's buck up. That's all capital letters, no spaces, no punctuation. Just B U C K U P. Slap that in there, and you'll get twenty five percent off. Simple. It's, yeah, it's really well worth well worth a, a you know a punt actually. But it's Great not way even to a punt. fill out you the just, gaps, isn't it? You just you just get something rather you know at a good bargain. I'm going to download the trailer of it now, in fact, so I can edit it into the podcast, which you will have already have heard. The wheels of industry just turn for Nick all the time. (laughs) Never stops. Never stops. Never stops. Never surrender. Well, thanks once again, Ran, for being the bearer of fruitful gifts. In the meantime now, we're going to zoom off in our Eagle Transporter on a mission to discover a new home for the survivors of the human race. We might just go down the shops to be honest. Fully COVID aware, of course. Yes. yes. Wear your masks and eat your flasks. Bye Bye for now. now. (laughs) (laughs) As promised, time now to sit back and enjoy the first 15 minutes of Space 1999 Death's Other Dominion by Roland Moore. They know us. Are you there, Moonbase Alpha? Well, that's not what I was expecting. Who can it be? It's definitely coming from that planet. Well, this is a whole bunch of weird. How the hell could they know us? Moonbase Alpha? Are you there? Moonbase Alpha? Sandra, open a channel. Channel open. This is Moonbase Alpha. We're receiving you. Please identify yourselves. Who is this? Who am I speaking to? Oh, I'm sorry. Hello? I'm Dr. Cheney Rowland. Clean that signal up quickly. Say again, Dr. Rowland. You're all very welcome to come down and join us here. Join you? You obviously have quite a story to tell, and we have a colony here. Food, shelter, it's paradise of all sorts. Come and see for yourselves. Paradise. Dr. Rowland, this is Commissioner Simmons speaking. Dr. Rowland? Dr. Rowland! I've lost the signal. Well, get it back. 
I've lost all trace of it. John, there was a Dr. Cheney Roland who headed the Neptune mission. By God, you're right. I know. And that sounded very much like him. I knew its commander, Jack Tanner. But the Neptune mission was lost 17 years ago. So how can they be here, this far out on that planet? Maybe the same way we got here. You mean they came through a wormhole too? That's statistically pretty unlikely. Well, however they did it, maybe they know a way back. This is all very exciting. A new world. And one with humans on it, too. I suggest we prep an eagle to take a look, Commander. All in good time, Commissioner. If they still have a ship and information on how they got here, this could be a vital step in getting us back to Earth. Commissioner, even if we could return to Earth, we don't know what condition the planet would be in. Without the moon, Earth's orbit will have become erratic, its axis tilting. Uh, let's just take this one step at a time. Sorry, Commander. But are we going to send an eagle? The clock is ticking. What's eating you, John? Play the message again, please, Sandra. Yes, Commander. Aren't we wasting time? Please, Commissioner, bear with me. That's enough. Quite a story to tell. And we have a colony here. Food, shelter. Sounded like the perfect invitation to me. There there was that another voice saying something. Yes, there was something. Wait a minute. You're right. It's a different voice. Can you make that part any clearer? I'll try. Midas? Did he say Midas? So what is it? A planet of gold? Gold? <laughs> this gets better and better. Uh, gold won't be much use to us out here, Simmons. Midas was an old call sign, a warning. My god, I think you're right. You'd use it to alert other pilots to a hazard. In a situation that looked harmless but wasn't, yes. Mm. So, someone with Roland was sending us a warning. Sandra, we've got to call them back. I've tried re-establishing contact, Commander. There's too much interference. It's a miracle the signal got through in the first place. Uh, well, keep trying. So who's in danger? Is it us or someone down there? And if it is the Neptune crew down there and they're in trouble, shouldn't we rescue them? So, what do you propose we do, Commander? Hope that doesn't land us in trouble. You know, Dr. Roland didn't sound like he was in any danger, did he? Well, that doesn't prove anything. I know, but so far we've been traveling for months without any sign of a habitable planet. Our people could do with some good news. If it is good news, we don't want to raise false hopes. We have to consider why someone would give a coded warning if it was perfectly safe down there. It may be a trap. Because it was a trap last time? On Pyrus? Uh, maybe. 
Garrodus did say they had alliances with other races, you think I'm getting paranoid? No, but maybe look at it this way. We're pretty sure that is the Dr. Roland we've all heard of down there. And if he's made a home for 17 years on an alien world, well, that's remarkable. We could learn a lot from meeting him, and that's all we have to do. Meet him, and find out what the situation is. Mm. Let's hope you're right. Nothing wrong with a little bit of hope, is there? Oh, we should get into the thermal suits. Yes. Our satellite readings showed it could be as cold as minus 60 down there. And that's in the heat of the day. Even a short walk and that could be fatal if we're not protected. <clears throat> What's cheering you up? Uh, oh, I was just thinking, funny how Simmons seemed less enthusiastic about it all when we suggested he came down to the planet with us. <laughs> Once bitten, twice shy. <laughs> yeah, nowhere I'd like to see him get bitten. <laughs> Okay, folks, entering the atmosphere. Hold on to your lunch. All right, this might need two of us, Alan. I'm coming through. No. Roland. Now, now, Jack. Stop pushing me away from the controls. You might can speak to the moon people again! I'm not going to speak to them. But they'll be landing soon. They'll need a locator beam to find us, won't they? But they mustn't come here. I warned them. I gave them a secret code. Yes, you were very clever, Jack. I noticed that. The moon people are clever, too. They'll know it was a warning. I said... Midas. And they'll know what it meant. Jack, there you are. I'm sorry, darling. Jack wouldn't stay in the rest area. Did you give him the Sograph? He refused it. And I'm not force-feeding him and risking another bite. If he jeopardizes... Look, just take him away, Frida. Of course. But I'm the commander! Yes, you're the commander, Jack. Now, go and have a nice rest. Huh? Frida, I don't want him to see the Alphans when they arrive. Do you understand? Of course, yes. Come along, Jack. They should be where Nevo's jealous embrace. Now then. This is Eagle 4 to Alpha, now approaching the original transmission source. Come in, Alpha. Alpha, respond. Signal strength is low, Eagle 4. If you can't hear us, we're monitoring your descent. Why can't they receive us? Whoa, I don't know. But we found ourselves slam-bang in the middle of a really bad snowstorm, and it's scrambling all our instruments. My God, will you listen to that? Roland must be transmitting a locator beam for us. That's it. I'm getting something. Still in one piece, folks. Feels like I left my stomach in the upper atmosphere. You picking up their locator beam, Victor? Loud and clear. Okay. Let's get moving. It sounds like one hell of a blizzard out there. Yeah. Oh, it sure is, Doctor. Let's hope this protective gear is up to the job. <laughs> Alan, you'll stay here. See if you can contact Alpha and relay any important messages to us. Sure thing, Commander. I'll keep the heating on for you. <laughs> Let's move up. This way! We've got to stay together! Helena! That might be easier if I could actually see you! 
Keep the satellite receivers trained on the planet. I've got everything we have pointing right at them, Paul. Let me know the moment you hear something, Moron. Of course, Commissioner. I need hardly remind you we don't have unlimited time here. If we're going to find out if they know a way back to Earth... You really think that's possible? Does that mean you don't? I... I don't know. I can't see how it would be possible. My role here is one of leadership, and that requires me to consider all possibilities and to keep my mind open to them. We have to focus on the continued survival of the human race. Yes. Yes, of course, sir. Uh, 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 Victor! forms on the surface, but scattered, and by the speed they're moving, they're not snow ox. It must be the Elfins. Yes. I'll take a search party out. Be careful, my darling. I will, my love. Listening to a big finish production, why not rate, review, and subscribe? I say. Yeah, but too right, too right.